today on The Breakdown. So you're in a tournament. There's still a relative amount of people left, like a fair amount of people left. You know, the money's pretty far away still. And you have a good hand. You have a good drawing hand. How do you want to play it? Sometimes you just have to go for it, but sometimes it's, you know, discretion is the better part of valor. You need to sit back, play it more passively, call, maybe even fold sometimes, depending on the action in front of you. What are you supposed to do? Well, guess what, everyone? Roberto Romanello, yes, that Roberto Romanello, 4.4 million in winnings, Roberto Romanello, is in this spot in the Party Poker Millions UK 10K main event with 133 players left. And we're going to get into it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. What are you going to do? Yeah. That's one for one of those. Yeah. I also was trying to decide I, until the name, the situation came out of my mouth. I didn't know if I was going to take Romanello's perspective or the other player's perspective either. You know, it was like I was spinning a little roulette roulette wheel, excuse me, yeah. in my mind. And I think it landed on black. I, I respect that you have you have subtle style differences in your openings. Sometimes yeah. you you go for more goofy. Yeah. Sometimes you go for I'm not exactly sure what that was. It was kind of like self helpy. Ira Glass. Ira Glass. More the Ira Glass opening. Yeah. I I'm a little surprised we haven't had any like detective film noir yet. Mm. That seems like a pretty good one. Yeah, that is pretty good actually. Right. And I have I have not done that. I've done I've done like the science fiction openings, the western openings, even, but not a not a not a noir thing. Or even more to the point of what I would like to hear, yeah. I think would be like a Twilight Zone one. Oh, like, sounds great. Imagine a man <laughs> sitting at a table surrounded by casino chips and cards. Another man aggressively attacks him using his casino chips. The man, for a moment, is baffled. And then you, I don't know, yeah. you keep going. Yeah, no, that's, that's pretty good, though. Thanks. That's pretty good that you did that incredibly well. Yeah. I Imagine was most, a man. I, I was, was good. I wasn't actually doing Twilight Zone. I was doing the Scary Door from Futurama for Futurama fans out there. Well, which it is, worked really well. The Scary Door is maybe the best Futurama thing. Oh, yeah. For those who know. Yeah. Some of them know out there. Some the, of them. The ones who respect good humor. Yeah. I don't understand why you don't like that show. Anyway. <sighs> I've tried. Anyway. Try again. All right. So, yeah. Party Poker Millions UK 10K main event. This thing has just a wealth of hands that we've been getting suggested. Mm. It's, a, it's a nice event. Thanks, guys, for putting that out there. Party Poker. Yeah. Pals. Yeah. Pals for making this content now that the EPT's kind of slowed down. I'm glad Party Poker is doing something. And this was... You're saying thanks, guys, but really we should be thanking Chris Jones. Chris Jones, who suggested last Monday's podcast as well and is a contributor to the Rec Poker podcast. Which yeah. We, we were on. It was a lot of fun. Those are really nice guys. We really like the Rec Poker guys. Yeah. We like, we like everyone, but we really like the Rec Poker guys. Yeah, like everybody else, we say we like you, but you know, you're kind of average <laughs> to us. <laughs> you're kind of whatever. Yeah. Rec Poker guys, you're all right. Chris Jones also has a, another Twitter name, 5x5, five five, and he, he made the Poker Time sigils. For those of you who are true fans of the Poker Guys and watch Poker Time back yeah. in the day, about a year and a half ago, maybe the sigils Probably. came about where there were sigils for individual players, and they were very funny. And he well made done. 10 of them. I remember yeah. there were two, two separate times he made the sigils. That was great. Yep. But anyway, that's so, the, for those who don't know, it's sort of just a lot so of So Chris blah, is blah, really blah. just like a, a heroic fan. Yeah. Heroic level poker guys fan. And you should all strive to be like Chris. Mm. He of course knows how to suggest hands as well. He suggested this on Twitter. It was a poker go hand. So he couldn't include a YouTube link. If it's on YouTube, please include a YouTube link with a timestamp. Poker go doesn't timestamp. So you just got to tell us when in the episode it is when you include the link and uh, maybe we'll do the hand. 
that's the whole deal with that. Bro. It is. Uh, another quick note about this. I know last Monday we introduced some salt. Jonathan just put on sunglasses <laughs> in our dark room. All right. So <laughs> How do you think I'm feeling right now? Cool as hell. Nope. So you can't read me. Oh, okay. I'm feeling hot as a pistol. <laughs> Recently fired pistol, I imagine. <laughs> no, a, th- a $3 pistol. A $3 pistol that's at the bottom of an icy ravine. What? That wouldn't be hot at all. A <laughs> $3 pistol is hot no matter what because it means it's been stolen because they're selling it for $3. Oh, a different type of hot. Yeah. A $3 pistol hot. When I explained $3, that just didn't, didn't get Why through the... Why would you the sell other. it for $3? Because you got to get, get rid of more it fast. For that. You're supposed to get more than market value when you sell it illegally. <laughs> what? You're are taking you... a lot of risk more, here. More than people market value. To, the people are not buying it from the store for a reason. <laughs> yeah. They're willing to pay more. Well, I guess it depends on who's more desperate. You know, do you need the money or do they need the gun more? Or the, or the item. It doesn't have to be a gun. But in this case, a $3 pistol. Those things are going to sell. I'll just tell you what. <laughs> yeah, no, if you can, you, you can tell I mean, it doesn't matter who you're selling to. Everyone wants to buy a $3 I mean, pistol. I'll buy one and I yeah. can resell it. Exactly. Yeah. Or keep it. Who cares? You know, use it as a paperweight. It's, it's, it's a great deal. Anyway, uh, last Monday, we introduced some solver analysis to, to the podcast. Where we did. We just saw what the solver would say about the hand. Um, we're going to have that be every time that there's a heads up hand, but this hand has three players for too long for us to use a solver because the yeah. solver can only do heads up. It would take an immense computer to do a three way hand. So, um, we will do solver stuff in the future as we go, but only if it's mostly heads up hands. Right. So, so this you, one, yeah, basically if you get three ways to the flop, it's, it's often going to be not always impossible. Certainly to the turn three ways to the turn. It's almost impossible to do a solver yeah. hand you have to really do some. Uh, pyrotechnics to make that work. Yeah. And we're not we're not at that point, and we're not going to do that because right. come on, we're as lazy as it gets. <laughs> I mean, also it might just give us slightly incorrect yes. reads here because it's not accounting for the third player in the hand Correct. and everything. It, it would be bad. Yeah. So we're going to go more normal this time, but we are going to yeah keep incorporating the solver stuff in general when we can. Yeah, of course. Um, so anyway, thank you, Chris Jones. All right, thirty k, sixty k. Okay, it's day two of the Party Poker Millions. There are one hundred and thirty three players remaining out of the five hundred and thirty entrants. So, you know, you're starting to feel a whisper of of hope, but yeah. but you're not anywhere near the bubble. That shouldn't really be a consideration at this point. No, you should just be playing to maximize your chip EV. Right. Okay. So we've got a guy named Frederick Anderson. He you know plays a reasonable amount of poker. He's got some success uh, entering this event. He's got like 450K in earnings. Plays a reasonable amount of poker. That's an interesting thing to say. What I mean is, what he, is that? he's on. like a regular tournament player. Uh-huh. You know, he, he plays plenty of tournaments. Okay. All right. 30K, 60K. <laughs> yeah. Young Frederick has 3.78 million. So sniffing that 60 big blind area. Mm-hmm. Uh, he opens two aces plus two to 125K. Ace of clubs, ace of hearts. Fine. I think it's a good play to open that. We go to Wales's number one all-time player, correct, Roberto Romanello. That is as far as tournament earnings are concerned. Uh, he won the EPT Prague in 2010. That's his correct. Biggest score. Is That's that right? correct. He's For got a bunch of other reasonable six-figure scores. Yes, he does. He's got four million in front of him, so slightly covers Frederick. Almost as much as his actual all-time poker earnings. Yep. Almost. He just needs to win four hundred thousand more in chips, and he can. He's done. He's good. Just That's close, how it works, right? close to the final table, yeah. Yeah, he's got Ace of Spades, Five of Spades. Usually, you're entering this, but against super tight players, plus two, I guess you can consider folding. But when you're both really deep, probably not. Would you rather three better call here? I think we're deep enough; we can call pretty comfortably. So I think I'm going to lean, especially because it's a plus two open. It's a little bit earlier. We are 
relatively deep, meaning we're over 60 blinds effective. I think we can call. Okay. We're I, also on the button, which I like. I agree. Um, we are also in, you could reverse that and say we're deep enough to three bet. Yes, that's true. Because we can easily fold to a four bet and we're not putting ourselves in some sort of weird mathy situation. Mm-hmm. Um, another fair. issue that I, you know, this is a little bit sniping because I didn't tell you this, but hmm. uh, the big blind has 20 blinds. Oh. So maybe a three bet is a little bit more interesting here because the big blind, is, we want to force the big blind out and refuse them the opportunity to squeeze. Huh. Um, refuse them the opportunity to squeeze. That's interesting. Um, I mean, certainly if we three bet, they're only doing it with very strong hands, but we are going to be committed to calling. Uh, not they... necessarily. If they have 20 blinds, we make it five and a half. Um, I mean, think about all the money that's going to be there. There's going to be yeah. 21, 23, 27, 28. It's going to be like... 14 to 14 and a half to win 28. We have to call. Yeah, I guess so. Well, that said, I mean, obviously we're not making them not squeeze with hands that are actually good, like ace king and stuff, but we don't want them to shove 20 blinds and us to fold when they have a hand they would have otherwise folded. Yeah. Basically what I'm saying. I hear you. I mean, if we think that they're pretty wide, we could not fold. I mean, that sounds like a terrible way to play ace five. Um, most call, call it off twice preflop for 20 blinds. I mean, call it off twice. Well, what I mean is like, Taking the line of call, call, preflop that ends up yeah. being you put you 20 blinds five. in with ace-five sounds like a really bad... I mean, we're only doing it if we think the guy is really wide here, right? I mean, if we think the guy is going to be shoving a lot, we see him squeezing a lot, and he shoves, like we're doing... We're, we are, we're sort is, of trapping. Ace-five is not the... Trapping with ace-five. Yeah, we're I, trapping. We understand we're only like 55% a lot. Um, but for one, if we're trying to maximize chip EV, it's not insane. I'm not saying it's a great. There's, there's no great spots though. Like if we three bet and the guy shoves, we're forced to call with a hand that is not. Okay, in good but shape. if we three bet and the guy, the guy is not going to shove very often at all. Correct. Like that's extremely rare. That's true. Right. And I think it, it, like it depends. Maybe this guy's not very squeezy, but it's a kind of a perfect spot. What if we think he's tight? If he's tightish, we should just call and then we can fold to a squeeze and don't worry about it though, right? Isn't that isn't that nice? If that's true. I mean, sure, but there's also the added benefit of taking the initiative from yeah. the original opener, sometimes winning pre-flop against him. Of course. There's a lot of value in three-betting. I Don't think I slightly wrong. prefer a three-bet yeah. because of the 20-blind stack. I think that leans me towards a three-bet. Yeah, it just sucks when you make it five and a half, you put another 14 and a half where you're like, I'm so screwed. <laughs> it's like he has me dominated like 100% of the time, right? But I still have to call because I'm getting exactly the right price to call. I guess you don't have to call. No, You're I mean, basically well, indifferent. Well, if he's super tight in that, crazy. if you can put him on being super tight in that situation, and he just has like yeah. aces, ace, king, kings, queens, jacks, jacks, maybe tens. Then you can, 20 blinds. He can have tens. Then you can, you can fold against that range ace, specifically. Queen. Yeah. But not against most ranges. Yeah. Anyway, I slightly prefer a three bet. Okay. But it's not a huge deal. I agreed. Agreed. Romanel decides to call. Okay. He probably believes he has a post-flop edge at the table, and he has position. He gets to use his position a lot more when he, when he just calls, right? Three-betting takes away some of that positional advantage. A little bit, because you're, you don't really gain information if you get called by the opener, you mean? Like, on the flop, you don't really gain information? Um, that isn't actually what I mean, but that's a fair point, too. No, I just mean, like, the, the smaller the stack-to-pot ratio, the less you can really pound your pound home your advantage like if you're in position it's better if you're really deep than if oh, you're really yeah. short you know but it's also cool to you know win an extra three and a half blinds on the flop a lot of the time when the guy calls and then folds the flop there's no question about it that's true either way whatever we're, we're splitting hairs we are both are fine a three bet is totally reasonable here 
I wouldn't think anything of it if he did it. All right, so we're going to see if Jonathan can manage to not make any Italian jokes because in the big blind, we got a guy who, of the name Luigi. Why would I make an Italian joke? I don't know. Historical evidence suggests. Did I make Italian jokes at any point? I don't believe in you history? ever did. It's just like a feeling I, I have. I believe I, I said a lot of things about Italians. <laughs> were they jokes? Yes. <laughs> Anyway, the small blind folds and Luigi, we don't know his last name, is in the big blind. Maybe that is his last name. Luigi, Luigi? Or just Luigi, like Cher or Madonna. Is that their last name? Is it their first name? Yes. It's just, no, it's their name. No, it's not a first or last name. It's just a name, But bro. if you're going to pick one, you would say first, right? I think you would say last. <laughs> no Let me chance. ask you this. Let me ask you this. Before Prince died, or the artist formerly known as Prince died, his symbol... What would someone call that? His first symbol or his last symbol? That was obviously a middle symbol. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Prince. You made a lot of good music. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Luigi's in the big blind. As I said, he's got 20 blinds. He's got 1.2 million. He's got King Jack offsuit, King of Diamonds, Jack of Spades. Is this a spot for a call or a spot for a squeeze shove? Boy, um... Let's see. The problem with shoving, of course, is that Romanello flatted, and a fair amount of time he's going to be flatting with hands that can call or shove, right? That's, that's sort of the most well, obvious concern you I would, would have. You would think that about some players, but Romanello's kind of, like, my read on him is he's a bit of an old-school field player type huh. guy. So I don't think that's necessarily true. Right. I think he's going to have a pretty wide range on the button. I mean, we can see he has ace-five suited here, which yeah. means he's, pro- after all that, you could trap him with ace-five suited pre-flop stuff. He's almost certainly folding if there's a shove here, right? Like, so mm-hmm. to your point about it um, from before. Um, I think we should strongly consider shoving here. In fact, I want to shove it. Let's shove it. We're here to, we're here to maximize value, right? We're going to take it down a fair amount. There's six and a half blinds just sitting out there. We have 20 blinds in front of us. We can, we can increase our stack 33% a lot of the time without having to do anything. And when called, we still win a fair amount, you know, depending uh, on what we're called by. King Jack doesn't do amazing against the 20 blind calling range. No, no, of course not. It doesn't do great. Like we kind of, when they call you, we hope they have tens or ace queen because yeah. otherwise we're generally <laughs> dominated. Yeah. It's, that part's not great. But we get it through a fair amount, right? We yeah. basically just have to get it through the first guy. And the first guy's going to have... I don't, I, don't know, I don't know much about Frederick, right? Yeah. If we think Frederick's opening with any amount of like, frequency past like, a reasonable range, like anything more, I think we should be shoving. And if we feel like he's a little tighter than normal, we should probably just be calling. Yeah. I mean, it's tough for me to get out of the mindset of, of all of these major tournaments that I've played in and, and all of the big fields I've played in, how like, the fields are, are pretty soft in general, especially mm-hmm. if you're still just on day two and like... I don't know. I don't know how good this Luigi guy is, but if I'm sitting there, I'm thinking I have an edge on the field. I don't want to shove 20 blinds with King Jack here when I can put one more blind in and play a reasonable hand post flop in a well-structured tournament. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, One blind is super cheap. I love just paying one blind, honestly, and getting to see a flop. So there is that. Yeah. So I think I'm, a, I'm of two minds. I think I, I agree with all of your points, but I think in practice, most of the time, unless I'm at a table that I consider super tough, I'm mostly just going to be calling. So it's kind of interesting. So you'd rather three bet the ace five of spades and call with the king jack. I'd slightly rather call with the ace five of spades and yeah. three bet the king jack. But I think both, I think your sides are reasonable. I would guess you think my sides are reasonable yeah. on this too. So it's all pretty close. It is. So Luigi decides to call. Fair enough. So I guess he must be really good. Because he chose Grant, Grant's choice. <laughs> or just, you know, doesn't want to get in trouble and only has to pay a blind. 
pot's 465K, and that's how many times you should buy our book. Oh, 465,000 times? That would be... If somebody bought 465,000 oh. copies, that would be a real boon for us. I'll say this. If you're doing it just to help us, you could just ship us some money and save yourself a lot of cash. Yeah, and you don't have to have... We'll send you some books. 465,000 books then, which is too many books, honestly. It's a storage issue for most people. Yeah. Almost everyone's going to have storage problems there, right? Yeah, I think so. What is our book, though? And it's called How Can He Fold? With three question marks, incredible poker hands broken down decision by decision. It is available at thepokerguys.net. The link is in the show notes. Yes. I always say description, but now I'm saying show notes. I love it. Because that's what all the other guys do. I know. It sounds so much more impressive. It does. Um, fancy. <laughs> thepokerguys.net. Uh, is where you can get it. That's where you can get the ebook. It's also available on Amazon, which you can get to through thepokerguys.net. If you go there, you click the button that takes you to Amazon. It'll take you directly to where you can buy the paperback. Uh, of course, you can also get it on Kindle, the Amazon Kindle app. Now, I'm sure everyone's glad they know all the ways they can get it, but they may be wondering what kind of book is it anyway? It's the best book know. ever written. Oh, well, that makes me want to buy it. Yeah. I'll tell you what, that's a fantastic James sales point. Joyce got nothing on this. Let me say a little bit more about it, okay. though, just in case. Um, so it's 37 big-time tournament hands involving the best and most famous players in the world. It's Grant and I having a conversational back and forth about these different hands and all the different interesting spots in each hand, and we're hashing it all out. Um, these are short bite-sized chapters. They're like three to five pages. Um, they're fun. They're easy to read. And we're trying to bridge the gap between the sort of very technical poker books that you probably buy and don't read and the really fun poker books that you read but don't necessarily get a lot of value out of in terms of actually getting better at poker. Yeah. So the idea being you're going to be having fun reading about a topic that you enjoy, enjoying our banter, enjoying our analysis, and kind of through osmosis by accident, you're going you're to be learning at the same time, which is what we're, we're going for. That's our bread and butter, man. That's what we do, as, or at least what we try to do. And one of the, one of the things um, also is we don't pull punches in this book. Like we do if not. If we think a player is making a bad decision, we say so. And let me tell you, there are numerous bad decisions, in our opinion, that are being made, and we, we really you know, make sure everyone knows it. <laughs> yeah, and even if it's a well-known player, well-respected player. Yes. Conversely, we celebrate the plays that we think are good. We're not just here to shit on everybody. You know? Mostly, though, we are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just between us, right? Well, it's, it's, uh, it's honestly kind of tough to find uh, a huge high-stakes tournament hand where nobody makes any mistakes. It's true. You know? um, I will say this. So Valentine's Day is coming up pretty soon. Yeah. And you may be thinking, what should I get for my sweetheart? And you know how a lot of people get gifts they really want for themselves? Yeah. So you like, and because you get someone a gift and they're like, oh, this is, I mean, I don't know if it's really for me. And you're like, oh, really? Well, I mean, if why don't we just hold on to it and, and then you use it, you know? This is a perfect gift for that agenda. Like, you give this to your boyfriend or girlfriend, man. You just stole my joke. Really? I did that on a previous ad. Did you really? Yeah. You must have heard it and, like, just <laughs> kind of put it in the back of your head. Well, it was great. Great joke, I guess. Thanks. That's me endorsing anyway, your joke. Anyway, net is where huh. you should go to get that. Check it out. We've gotten a lot of good feedback on it. We think it's good. The people seem to agree. Maybe you should join the bandwagon. Yeah. Um, and by the way, just one last thing before we get on with the hand. Uh, if you've read the book, if you love the book, which a lot of you are letting us know that you feel that way, please get on Amazon and give us a review. Uh, reviews are the lifeblood on Amazon for books and authors. So. And it makes it more likely that more people buy it, which makes it more li likely that we write another one. That's right. So if you want that to happen, that is a little marginal edge for you. Yep. And we, of course, would very much appreciate it as yep. well. And all of you who've already done that, thank you. Yes, we appreciate you very much. All right. All right. So... The pot is 465,000 chips. We've got two aces for Frederick. He is plus two. 
got Roberto Romanello with the ace five of spades on the button, and Luigi, the short stack in the hand, has king of diamonds, jack of spades. Again, 465K in the pot. The flop is 10 of spades, queen of hearts, seven of spades. So a little something for everybody here. Yeah. Luigi flops up and down with the king jack, and Romanello flops the nut flush draw, and of course, Frederick has a hand that is usually the best hand. Pretty sweet for everybody. Yeah. Luigi checks. Sure. This is a pretty slam dunk bet for Frederick, right? I don't see how we don't bet it. It seems very obvious. There are obviously hands we're losing to. We're losing. The obvious hands are queen 10, pocket sevens, and sometimes pocket tens, right? Well, that's of Romanello, but Luigi has more hands that we're losing to. Not too many more. I guess he has 10, seven. He might have queen seven suited. Yeah, he'll have he queen might, seven suited there. Might have queen seven off, depending on the guy. Yeah, for one blind. He might. When yeah. he has 20 blinds, he might not, but he might. Yeah. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Right, but Luigi's are, got a little bit more. The, so the thing is, like against Luigi, we definitely have to call if he shoves because yeah. there's too many draws. Um, Luigi only has 1.2 million. Against Romanello, because there are so many draws, we probably have to call if he raises, but it's very uncomfortable immediately. Oh, it's really rough. Yeah. Yeah, so it becomes just like a poopy spot. Mm-hmm. So Frederick's going to bet, though, and I think that's the right move. Just mostly equity denial, get value from queens, get value from tens, sometimes get value from a seven. Absolutely. I mean, there's draws out there, too, that you could get value from one way or another. Yeah. Although sometimes the way you get value is they put a lot of pressure on you, but so be it. All right. So on this board, queen, 10, seven, two spades, 465 in the pot. How much would you bet with aces? Um, I would bet kind of biggish because it's a pretty wet board. And it's three ways. And it's three ways. And one of the players, I welcome his aggression, which is Luigi, since he's only got 1.2 million. Like if he shoves on me, I'm calling. It's fine. So like 300K? Yeah, that's exactly the number I was thinking of. Yeah. Charge maximum to the draws. Don't let Romanello get a little squirrely with gut shots and make your life hard. Mm-hmm. It's going to be harder for um, guys to raise without having good hands when we bet a little bit bigger, too. They may do it, but it also, it, it just, it, I think it keeps things in a little bit more control. We get to charge those draws more, get to charge everybody more. It just feels like a better play. Yeah. Or it's just too wet not to bet big. Well, he bets 225, so he goes smaller. Yeah. I don't, I don't love it. It's fine, but I don't love it. It's about half pot. Yeah. It's, I, I've, I like more than half pot for sure here. If you're Romanello, what do you want to do? You have the nut flush draw? Yeah. Well, all right, we need to come up with plans, right? So if we were to raise, we need to figure out what we're doing based on what, you know, if we raise, we're not really worried about Luigi if we raise. No, I mean, obviously we're just putting the rest of the chips we're in. We're actually feet. not worried about Luigi either way, right? right. If, if we call Luigi shoves and Frederick folds, we're calling. Yes. Like, so whatever. Luigi's sort of un- unimportant within all this. That's what his parents say too, which is <laughs> kind of rough. <laughs> I mean... If you're Luigi's brother, you love it, though. <laughs> yeah, because they love him. Yeah, and you know what? He, the way this all happened is he would stand above his parents' bed while they slept and just whispered, he's unimportant. Luigi is unimportant. It's <laughs> a good move. Yeah, and that worked. I'll just say that between us, and don't tell my family this, but that did work with my, my little brother. <laughs> like, wow. he really had... I mean, he really I mean, got treated for, differently than I've me. I've known you for eight years, and you've always told me you're an only child, yeah. so he must be like so unimportant that he barely counts at all. I think of myself... Honestly, my parents think of me as an only child. That's how irrelevant <laughs> my, okay. my little brother has become. It's good advice for all the kids out there. <laughs> but anyway, so we're not worried about Luigi if, if we're Rome now. So we're really only thinking about our friend Frederick here. So if we raise and he calls, we're going to have to have a plan for what we're doing on non-spade turns, basically. Um, and if we raise and we get re-raised, we're going to have to figure that out too. So like if we raise to, he bets 225, we make it like 650. Yeah. Um, we're deep enough. I don't, we don't expect to get shoved on too often here, but no. once in a while we're going to get shoved on, right? Like sometimes Frederick has a set or a hand or aces or, well, I don't think he would be shoving. Fast. I think it's too deep. 
he's going to be effectively shoving. Them, yeah, if right? he makes it one point five million or something. Exactly, exactly. Like Frederick starts the hand with three point eight million. I mean, yeah, he's he's going with the hand then, right? Um, are we going to just flat if that happens? If we get not that it's going to practically, it's not going to happen very much. I don't think we're getting. We're probably not getting the right price against the hands he's doing it with. That's would what be I'm my thinking. Guess. That's what I'm thinking. Because he's so, not doing it with ace queen. So we're gonna have to. So we have to raise fold against him mostly. Yeah, which sucks it with does. the hand this good. Um, when we get to be in position and use that position maybe later. We're not really using our position this way, right? So because of that, I think I like a call a little bit more. We also get to see what Frederick does on the turn. He might give up sometimes on the turn, and we can just steal it, you know? Yeah. Also, usually Luigi's going to be folding here. Mostly. But again, if he decides to shove, it's fine. Yeah. Right. So I think I like a call, having done all that work. What do you think? Yeah, I think I agree. I think I agree. And Frederick, we don't know anything about him, but he did decide to bet into two players on a pretty wet board that right. is kind of all over both of their ranges. So we're not expecting he has a ton of just random air, right? He, he, re- he, he doesn't have that much nothing. He's, maybe he got some gut shots and overs or ace jack once in a while, but you don't think he has two nines here very often, right? No, or four or five of diamonds or, or something like ace that. ace ten, right? I mean, he just has like mostly good hands, maybe ace king. Ace ten is a pair. He might bet that. Right, he might check it though too. Yeah, he might. Because that's a hand that can't really withstand the heat if it gets raised. So it might just go into check call mode here. Anyway, Romanel decides to call. That seems fine. Yeah. Now, Luigi is in a spot here. He's got the king jack on the queen 10, seven, two spade board. Yeah. I feel like a shove is in order. Let's think if we can get this through. Okay. Let's think it through. So <laughs> we need to be able to get this through some of the time. Otherwise, we should not shove. Right. If we don't have any fold equity, it's not right. a good shove. So Frederick... We've got to be able to get him to fold some of the time, right? He's going to see bet hands that he can't call with some percentage yeah. of the time, some reasonable percentage. I have of the to time. believe that any experienced poker player is going to have some folds in Frederick's seat. Yes, me too. Me too. So that's good. By the way, we could potentially fold out of uh, the same hand, which yeah. is totally reasonable. Uh, is Romanella, does Romanella have many folds? That's my big question. So he has some tens that he's folding for sure. Yep. He's probably not folding good queens. He doesn't really have bad queens, right? His queen jack suited yeah. and better queens than that. Yeah. Um, he might fold queen jack suited, but he might not because the board's so wet. But I guess it's not the end of the world, even if he calls with king, queen jack suited. Yeah, we're okay against we're, that hand. Yeah, with the overcard also, yeah. it's not bad. King queen is way worse for us. Yeah. King queen's kind of a disaster, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably calling with king queen. Um, yeah. But okay. he's probably folding all of his tens. I think he's folding pretty much all of his tens. We could, again, fold out the same hand. We could fold out eight, nine. If that, he has eight nine or jack nine suited, that would be really nice. He might have spades that he's playing this way that we're gonna now the nut flush draw is gonna call, but he could have worse spades if than he has he like to fold. five six of spades. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna be forced to fold that hand. Yeah, so there's some good things that can come here. Um, yeah, so and I, I think guess we have, a, and th- we have a really good stack size for when it's two twenty five. We're, yeah. we're making it one point one million over that. It seems really that's fold equity. That's legit fold equity. And we have draws to the nuts and an overcard and lots of good things can yeah, happen. I th- and with the stage of the tournament we're in, 133 out of 530 remaining, we should be fighting for a stack at this right. point. I, yeah, I think shoving is the move. Yeah, 20 blinds is fine. Or now 19 blinds that we have in front of us is fine. But like, let's go. Let's, let's rock and roll here. I mean, winning Next this 20. pot uncontested is a huge boon for us. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. And when we get called, we still win and get more. You know, we get yeah. we get more than a double, and that's as, pretty good. As too. we can see, either of these hands has us in complete jail. Like yes. aces is a really bad hand for us, and so, so is ace five of spades. Yeah, yes, they are both awful. And of course, beyond the fact that they've got us in complete jail, we our outs are really severely compromised 
as well. Forgetting about the fact that like a spade kills us yeah. no matter what else happens um, and things like that. But it's pretty rough. There's only one ace left for us to even hit. So on and so forth. I we, think I, I lean towards a shove for, yeah. for those reasons. And also because we are the player with the most big hands on this board out of any player. Also, it's now almost it's three and a half blinds now to call. Yeah. So now we're putting in a fair chunk of our we've now put in our fair chunk. If we just call, we're going to have like 16 and a half blinds left. Like that's a difference that 20 to six, 20 to 16 and a half is a difference, you know, where we it removes some of our ability to like do a squeeze play. We can't right. really squeeze anymore. We can three bet shove. Now, there shouldn't be that many opportunities to do a squeeze play anyway at this level. Like, there shouldn't be too often where someone opens and someone else calls. That isn't the big blind. It'll happen some, but not that often, right? Yeah. It's also, I mean, it's a good story. We have nine combos of queen 10. We have nine combos of 10-7 probably. We have at least two combos of queen 7, maybe more depending on the player. Right. So it, we're, we have plenty of combos of, of really strong hands. Yep. And we have, we have a lot of draws, and this is one of our better draws in that we also have an overcard and king high yeah. and stuff like that, which is cool as well. Also, Romanello didn't raise on a wet board. Right. So Romanello often doesn't have a very strong hand. Yeah, you'd expect if Romanello was sitting there with a set of sevens, it'd be a great spot for a raise. You figure he's just raising, right? Unless he's expecting hands. the squeeze to come. Now, that's possible. But, but if he was, he probably would have expected a preflop, too. Now, maybe yeah. he would. Now, you can see if a set of tens or set of sevens, that would be him expecting yeah. the squeeze to come. So we can't know. But you know what? If he has those hands, we've got eight outs. Yep. Now, we don't really, but we think we do, right? Right. So that's cool. Um, it, yeah, it seems like you got to shove this. Hand. I agree. I think this is a shove. If this was a much tinier bet, we could maybe talk ourselves into just calling, but this is too significant a bet not to just try and take it down right now. It really is. I mean, there's 900K in there. Like, come on. That's we only huge. have 1.2 in front of us. Yeah. Let's get it. Get it. Well, Luigi doesn't get it. Yeah. He just calls. I don't like it. I think this is probably the... It's not like a huge error, but it's the biggest error in the hand so far, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, nothing else is a clear error at all, right? There's no yeah. other... Like, we think uh, we like we think Frederick should bet a little bit more on the flop, right? That's the only yeah. other thing that we even really have any obvious issue with, really, right? right? Yeah, we have, like, just opinions about pre-flop that you could yeah. take, take or leave. But this feels like a pretty clear shove. Like, this is, this is one of the better flops we could have hoped for. Now, a, a king-high flop would have been a pretty clear play, too, I guess. But this especially, like... If everyone folds, great. If we get called, it's okay. Like, let's do this. Let's take it down. Yeah, but Luigi just calls, yeah. which disappoints me. Oh. Unlike Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. Which never disappoints anyone. Especially when they withdraw their money. This is something that we highlight sometimes, but maybe not enough because mm. of how incredible it is compared to the rest of the industry. Yeah. I mean, Bitcoin moves quickly, but it doesn't seem like all of the sites let it move that quickly. It's kind of strange. We yeah. have experiences with it, waiting 72 hours to get our Bitcoin, where we, we've used a lot of Bitcoin in our lives. We know how fast it goes. I mean, we've, we've gotten payouts from nitrogen many, many, many times over the years, and uh, we know how fast that goes, which is so instead of it taking three and a half days or something like that, it takes 90 minutes. It's 90 minutes on nitrogen, which is great. It is a Bitcoin-only poker site. Uh, it also has sports gambling and casino games. Uh, Super Bowl is oh, yeah. coming, coming up. up, so you should probably get on nitrogen and bet on that Super Bowl. Bet the Chiefs, baby. Let's go. Bet whatever you want. Who cares? Just make Chiefs. sure you use the link in the description before oh, yeah. you do, Please. or else you're kind of a jerk, because yeah. when you use the link in the description, not only does it let Nitrogen know that you came from us. It gives us a little credit. It helps us with the sponsor. Helps us keep this train moving. Also, a baby. Every time someone uses a link, a baby who's got crooked teeth gets braces. 
That's a really nice benefit. It's not as good as it sounds, actually, because baby's teeth aren't like you have to let them all fall out. Oh, yeah. It's actually really bad for their mouths. Oh, okay. but, but it was done with good intentions. Yeah. So. yeah. So use the link anyway. <laughs> also, you get access to our monthly tournament. That's the biggest benefit for you in yeah. particular, where it's it's a really good tournament where nitrogen guarantees a thousand buy ins. We've never gotten more than 120 or so players. That means yeah. there's a lot of overlay every month just sitting there waiting for some lucky players to pick it up. And overlay means free money, money that shouldn't be in the pot. Yeah. So go in there, get in there, get you some poker, sports betting, and casino games. Nitrogen Sports Poker. Bet the Super Bowl. Yeah, really. All like right. everybody else. 1.14 million in the pot. Million. Yes, million. Uh, Luigi now with less than a pot size bet remaining with mm. his King Jack on the Queen 10 7 2 spade board. Yeah. Frederick has ace, ace, uh, no spade in his hand. And Romanello has ace five of spades. Yeah. The turn is the four of hearts. It brings a second heart. That's a great card for Frederick. That yeah, you would th- not affect anything. You got to think you're very likely to be ahead because if you were behind before, you probably would have heard about it on the flop, uh, flop, especially from Luigi, but probably from Romanello as well. The only hand I can think of is queen four suited that Luigi can have. Yeah, maybe That's Luigi it. can have queen four suited. And there's two combos of that. Yeah. It's essentially as safe a card as we could get. Right. Romanello doesn't have two fours. He's never no. calling on the button with two never. fours. Never. Now with Luigi behind him. No, no chance. So Luigi checks. Fine. Yep. I guess it's time to basically give up as Luigi. Maybe it checks through and you can make a play on the river. Sometimes. Or you can hit something. That'd yeah. be even better. That'd be good too. So yeah, based on all of the things we just said, it seems like this is a pretty easy bet for Frederick. We need to continue denying equity. We need to continue charging queens. Yep, and like we were saying, it, once in a while it helps Luigi. Almost never, even if it does, he only has one point two million, and there's the pot's already got nine hundred k in there or more now. Actually, it's got one point three million in there. It's fine. Actually, he's less than one point two because he put that money in, right? So this is just an easy, super easy bet. Don't worry about Luigi. And that's it. I yeah. think it's a We're slam dunk bet. So happy it's not like a nine or something, you know? Yeah. So Frederick does bet. He bet 675K. Okay, into 1.14 million. Yeah. So now, now he's sizing it up a bit. A little bit. A little bit. So quick, quick aside, a yeah. little, little thought experiment. Okay, let's do this. Are you considering folding king-queen if you're Romanello? Yes. I think we should very strongly consider folding King Queen if we're Roman. Because Frederick's line is now very strong, right? Having bet into two players twice. He's checking so often on this turn with most of his hands that are that were value on the flop that aren't that that are um that are losing to King Queen. Yeah. And almost I guess he could have monster draws, except we have the ace five of spades in our hand. Having the ace of spades in our hands really cuts off a lot of those obvious Hands that are well, going to be flopping. He's turn. got king queen. We're in the scenario that we're talking about. Oh, you yeah, can't, right, you can't right. mix this. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but but besides the big draws, besides the monster draws, yeah. that's it. Like we're losing to everything else. Like I don't believe a a worse queen is going to bet again here. Yep. So I think it's checking. So this is that that kind of sucks for Frederick, right? I mean, it does. But the pot is significant, and we're, and there's a lot of draws, and we're happy to. It's okay to take it down here. Like we can't just give a free card to the world no, when we have when a brick comes. Secondary question: If Romanello folds whatever two cards he has, and Luigi has a weak queen, like queen eight of something, what's he supposed to do? Yeah, what's he supposed to do with his deck? Jeez, I don't know. I mean, we're really not supposed to go folding with this size stack, right? But you're Top like pick. never ahead. You're never ahead. Almost never ahead. I guess maybe... You're ahead a little bit. I guess maybe... Ace-King of hearts. Ace-King of spades. Yeah, those, those, those hands. types of hands. Ace-Jack of hearts. Ace-Jack ace of spades, maybe. And King-Jack of those things. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. So those, at least we're beating a few things. 
that could continue barreling. Right. All of this to say that this bet by Frederick is, is mostly equity denial. There's yeah. not a ton of value to be had from, from weaker hands. Right. Um, the, yeah, like we're just not going to let the draws get there. Yeah. And we're going to, if someone wants to call with the queen, fine. Otherwise, we don't want to have to play it. We don't want a guessing game on the river, clearly, right? Since we're deciding to bet and bet big, which I think it's, I think it's fine to bet. I do too. It's just like... But I, you're right. I mean, uh, bad players are going to pay us off for the queen. So I don't know if he... Like, he probably knows Roberto Romanel is not a bad player. I don't know if he knows anything about Luigi. Maybe Romanel can have ace-queen and feel obligated to call. But I feel like ace-queen is probably the bottom of his calling range. And yeah. that means it's like the only hand in his calling range, maybe, right? Yeah. Everything else is going to be too good to... Like, we would have shown up stronger or will show up stronger right now. Unless it's he slow-played kings pre-flop. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. But... Whatever, that's fine with us too, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's not too much there. Yeah. yeah, this is it's weird and not not great, but it's okay. There's 1.14 million in the pot. We just got to go get it, right? Yeah, there's just too many draws out there. I mean, well, let's explore it for okay. a second. What what are what are the benefits of checking if you're Frederick instead of betting with aces here? Okay, we do get to keep the if someone has a queen, we're going to keep them around. Yeah, that's the obvious benefit number one. Um, obvious benefit number two, if someone had a draw and they, and it bricks out on the turn and they bet, we're going to be able to bluff catch against that. We have a great bluff catching hand for that. Yeah. I mean, obviously we're not check folding, although there is a weird spot that could happen where Romanello bets Luigi moves in. What do we do there? Um, yeah, I don't know. I think we probably call actually, cause Luigi's not moving in for that much. We hope Romanello bet enough that the action doesn't reopen to Romanello if yes. we call. But we also, the thing is, Romanello just doesn't have that many super strong hands, right? Like, he's usually raising them on the flop three ways on this wet a board, yeah. usually. So I don't think we have to be too afraid of Romanello having us crushed. Yeah. So that makes it easier. To, mm-hmm. we, could, we could check, Romanello could bet, Luigi could move in, and we could call or re-raise, you know, and just like shut out whatever draws Romanello has also if we wanted. Yeah. We, could, we have sort of all the options available to us based on Romanello's sizing. Right. And like you said, if, if Romanello has the ability to, to re-raise all in or not. We would hope that, I mean, Romanello probably is an experienced enough live poker player to plan it out, so he would have that option. Yes, and for I those who so. don't understand what I'm talking about, because this is something that you don't necessarily know if you just theorize about poker a lot, you'd have to actually be in the situation. But Romanello would have to bet uh, like 75% or more of Luigi's stack to make it so that he could not reopen the action uh, if Luigi were to move in and Frederick were to call, because then he would have less than half of the bet, meaning that he could not re-raise. He could only call, which is the rule in poker. What are you looking no, at? No, just the way you said it was fine. Yeah. Um, okay. So, anyway, Frederick does bet. I think that's probably superior, but, of course, like, both things are kind of crappy in their own way, right? Like, yeah, it's not great. For sure, it's not great. I think we just, but whatever. Just got to bet it. It's fine to take it down. Like, we started with 3.78 million or something like that. The pot's got over a million in it. It's fine. You know, all right. What do you want to, to do as Romanello? We've got the nut flush uh, draw. Luigi's bet six seventy five into one point one four. Not, not Luigi. Uh, uh, sorry, Frederick. yeah, Frederick. Clearly, Frederick is unless he's just Andy Black, he's probably pretty strong. Right. You know, I think we're supposed to throw our hand away. Yeah, because he's gonna have like aces is kind of near the bottom of his range. He probably has ace queen and kings. Yeah. He might have king queen too. King queen feels like the absolute bottom of his yeah. range here. Right. So. And maybe it's even ace queen, but it's probably probably he's going to bet king queen again. King queen plays pretty similarly, right? And, and having the nut flush draw has a lot of benefits, but in this case, 
it means we know that Frederick doesn't have the nut flush draw, meaning right. his he's more value heavy. And with one card to come, we're not getting the right price against the majority of his range. The question is, do we have fold equity against right. his range? Well, he bets 675 and Romanello, I guess, who's the effective stack here? It's Frederick, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Frederick has... Uh, 3.4 total. 3.4, okay. So what kind of price are we going to be giving him if we move in as Romanello, right? I mean, it's... It's going to be 2.8 million to win... Let's like 2.8, 3.5 plus the pot, which is like 1.2. So it's like 4.7. Yeah. 2.8 to win 4.7. And he, he's probably pretty strong. Yeah. Doesn't seem like a great time to do it. Like, I wouldn't think if I was Romanella, I would be able to successfully get him to fold aces here. So that's problematic. Since... And we know that if he, well, doesn't aces is just one part of his range. So never mind what I was going to say. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, there's that. I If we're going to continue in the hand, effectively shoving is probably better than calling, though. Yes. I just think a fold is, is the optimal play here. I think it probably is, too. It seems like if we, like, kind of similar to our analysis of Luigi's decision on the flop, whether or not to shove or to call, you need fold equity to make it a profitable play overall. Yeah. And it feels like once Frederick bets twice into two players on this board, you don't have that much fold equity. We're targeting way too strong a range. Now, it's possible. Frederick is a bit of a crazy man. And yeah. if he is, and he's the kind of guy who's going to double barrel a lot, then that's compl- it's a completely different it's, spot. Yeah, if it's like Andy Black, like right. I said. Yeah. Then now we should be raising all in for sure. Because yep. now he's just got way too many hands that he's going to have to fold. Um, but if he's normal and reasonable at all here, and he decides to bet again three ways, it just, and it just feels like he's got it. It does. He's got a hand he's not going to fold. He's not folding kings. He's not folding aces. He's not folding ace queen. Not on this board. Not this way. Not for the price we're going to give him on this wet board, like we couldn't raise the flop, you know, because we, I mean, like, like we would have raised the flop with a lot of strong hands too. Like, I just don't see how we can raise here. Well, Romanella moves all in. Okay. Well, fine. That's fine. That Welsh fire. You know what the Welsh say, right? Move all in with the nut flush. Go draw. on and get it in then. <laughs> exactly. That's what they say. I'm sure that was not offensive. Okay. So how could that be offensive? It's a great question. And I, it's for the scientists <laughs> okay. to figure out. Luigi now forced to fold. Easy fold. And, you know, although we don't like how he played it, he's still in the tournament. We would not have been most likely unless the river were a miracle. Right. We were going to need to hit a nine yeah. or those last ace in the deck. Yeah. We would have had five. Five outs, depending on who called, actually. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. So, Romanello moves in. Luigi folds. Now it's on Frederick. Okay. Based on everything we've said, it feels like he should call, but let's talk about it. Great. All right. So, let's talk about Romanello's story first, which you briefly touched on. It seems a bit far-fetched to think that he would have aces beat based on him not raising the flop three ways. Okay. He definitely is going to have it sometimes, right? Sometimes. Let's, let's, just to be clear, we're not being binary here. We're not saying it's yes or no. He, some percentage of his range here is going to be ahead right now. Yeah. And will have flopped with top two or a set of tens or a set of sevens and decided to wait till the turn. But most of the time, he's going to raise those hands, like Grant's saying. Also, we don't think he always has tens or especially queens pre-flop. Oh, queens for sure. Yeah, but ten, tens, is, tens is also sometimes a three-bet pre-flop. Agreed, agreed. Sevens is going to be more of a flat, I think. Yeah. But he could even three-bet sevens a little bit, right? Right. If, if Romanello is wide on the button and has 10-7 suited, that seems like the most obvious raise on the flop because it's the most vulnerable of the hands. Right, and we're talking about queen 10, but he's not going to be flying with queen 10 off. It's only queen 10 suited, and there's right. only two combos of that. Right, so mostly we're worried about the three combos of a set of sevens and the two combos of queen 10 suited and a little bit of the, the three combos of 
a set of tens. Call it like one combo of tens, maybe yeah. one and a half. And also, you can't give him all the combos of the set of sevens or queen ten because he didn't raise the flop. Yeah, maybe you could decide he's got all the combos of tens because there's the twenty blind stack and the big blind. He might be sometimes setting up a squeeze. Maybe, but fine, give him three combos of tens. Like it's still just when we think about all the other hands he can have here that he might decide to raise with. It just feels like a no-brainer call, just, doesn't it? Yeah, especially considering that he didn't raise the flop. Right. Yeah. Right. So because most of the time, the strong hands are going to raise. Most of the time, you would think that. So that's one on the side of calling, as Frederick. Next, next question is always going to be distribution. Yeah. Where do we fit in our distribution as Frederick? Well, we have queen 10 suited, probably. Yep. We have a set of sevens. We have a set of tens. We have a set of queens. That is true. That's it, though. Um, yep. That is all that we have. I don't think we ever have a set of fours. It's maybe it's maybe maybe no. we see that once in a while I on that board. I Seems unlikely. Him, I can't give him a set of fours. Seems unlikely. So that's eleven combos of hands in the entire deck that are better than aces that we have. Okay, but when we remember we said he's not going to bet that many hands worse than aces though either. There's aces. There's kings. There's ace queen. Mm-hmm. We're not sure if there's if there's king queen. Probably there's king. We, queen. Th- we thought there was king queen. If there's king queen, then aces is actually in the middle, sort of middle, maybe even a little bit it's, higher. It's than higher the, than the middle like, for like sure, to, like top forty percent or something like that. It's significantly higher than that, I think. King queen is twelve combos. Ace queen is twelve combos. Yeah, that you're right. You're right. Kings, kings is six combos. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's true. That's like thirty combos right there. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, we're in the yeah. I guess we're in like the seventy. Pers- we're like in the seventy fifth percentile, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but beyond that, you have to think of more than just the hand quality. You also have to think of blockers and stuff like that. We don't have the Ace of Spades raising this in our distribution because it means Romanelle can have the Ace of Spades to have the nut flush draw. Yep, there's that. Also, um, he's well, this doesn't really help us, I guess, but we, we block Ace-Queen. That's actually not good, but whatever. Uh, I don't know that Romanelle would be moving I, it with Ace-Queen It seems very anyway. unlikely that he We'd would never ever. expect him to raise Ace-Queen. No, no. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. No, his um, value is beating us. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, unless he has Kings. Which he probably is just going to call anyway. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But it's possible, at least, he could raise with kings. Um, Seems like he would have done that in the flop if he was going to do it. Yeah, or even pre-flop. How about mostly pre-flop? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, kings are very unlikely. Um, Ace-queen unlikely for lots of reasons. So, just based on actual hand value, we're around 75th percentile in our distribution. We add on top of that that we don't have the ace of spades. That That probably puts us ahead of some of the hands that are even better than ours as far as actual hand value. There's a lot of hands we can think of that are drawy hands that he could take this line with too, right? So you, I think you mentioned, I think we were already recording, but you mentioned the Jack 10 of Hearts yeah. is, a, is a reasonable well, hand. Well, how about 8 say. 9 of Hearts or Jack 9 of Hearts? Those yeah. feel like slam dunk. Maybe Ace Absolutely. Jack of Hearts even. Yep. Oh, no, we, no, we blocked the Ace of Hearts. So at least we blocked okay. the Ace of Hearts. Oh, okay. That's helpful. But I mean, King, King Jack of Hearts, Jack 9 of Hearts, 8 not, 9 of Hearts. It's not helpful to block the Ace of Hearts. We don't want to block the Ace of Hearts. Right, I know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. What I'm saying is Romanel can't have that. We don't. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Like that. Yeah. yeah, we want him to have that stuff. But, um, but so, so mostly it's, spa- I guess it's some heart draws like you're talking about, like King, King Jack of Hearts once in a while, Jack Nine of Hearts, Eight Nine of Hearts. Um, but that's three combos. Spade draws. He could have a bunch of spade draws that he plays this way, right? I suppose. I mean, would it not only be the nut flush draw mostly, you'd think? I mean, if he had the Eight Nine of Spades, usually he's Maybe any combo draw or the nut flush draw. But usually he's going to raise those on the flop, right? You would think so. I would think so. But you, you actually... We didn't want to raise the nut flush yeah. on the flop, so... Fair enough. Yeah. So, no, it's just the combo draws, I guess, 
We'd expect uh, sometimes he's going to raise the nut flush draw on the flop though. Like so a lot of a lot of good players are like, hey, I got forty blinds in the nut flush draw. Whatever, like, yeah, let's go. I'm happy to get it in. You know, I think it's. I'm little, not, I don't really subscribe I think to that's that, maybe true mostly in the events that you're thinking of where you've played where like you're playing the double stack or the monster stack, not ten k events. I think it's a little different mostly. Yeah. Also, I think it's changed. Like I think that was probably true for good players like eight years ago. Yeah. And now it's like not so true because they're like, come on, like the skill advantage is is real. It very much is. So, yeah, if he has all the nut flush draws, that's like a ton. That's yes. even more reason to, to call. Right. So, uh, yeah, I think this is a call, a clear call. I think you just got to, yeah, like we bet the turn. This is not a bluff. We're not bluffing. We can call with this hand. We have hands we can fold here, right? This just isn't one of them. We can fold exploitatively against a player who's going to be kind of a just a rock who yeah. we expect to see some slow plays on the flop and, and like always has it. Yeah. There's, there's the guys who have the super nutted ranges and yeah. it's an easy fold. You bet. And then you're like, Oh, you get the bad news and you can fold. And yeah. That's but fine. that is not the case with Roberto Romanello. He's been on TV. We've seen him do it. You got to call against this guy. Yeah, of course I can think of a hand. I think it was against Tony. No, it was against Luke Schwartz where they're heads up in some tournament and Romanello does some crazy bluff and Schwartz has a pretty good hand, and he just keeps saying, I don't know if you're good enough to bluff here because he's such a, you know, such a mean he's, guy. Because he's like everything he does is being a dick. Yeah, yeah. basically. But, and eventually calls Romanello, and Romanello's like 10 high or something like that. And Schwartz then tells him how good he is and how bad Romanello is and wins the tournament. And so Romanello's capable of having bluffs is the point. He's not going to be super nutted always right. in these spots. Right. Anyway, Frederick tanks for a long time and then folds. Ooh. I don't like putting 675 in on the turn and folding this hand against this player on this board with this action. I just don't like it, Grant. I don't like it either, but to be fair, Frederick goes on to get fifth in the tournament for 230 grand. I mean, imagine if he called. Where would he finish? He might have finished lower. Yeah, I mean, a spade could have come, or he might have won it. <laughs> but so be it. I mean, good for him, though, to uh, finish fifth is awesome. Romanello finished 32nd for 35K. And uh, I didn't see Luigi when I was looking through. I mean, prob- probably if Romanello calls, I'm sorry, Frederick calls, one of them finishes higher than they did. Very likely. Oh, it looks like Luigi actually did cash. Oh, well. As long as his last name is Noppers. It has to be. Luigi, <laughs> Luigi Noppers with a K. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty clearly. Good for him. The princess is in another castle. Yeah, he finally got one in. Yeah. All right. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, we think that's a mistake by Frederick there. Yeah, this this feels like the biggest mistake of the hand, actually, to me. This feels like a bigger mistake than uh, Luigi not shoving I agree. the flop. I agree. I think you have to know what's going to... You have to have different plans for different players when you bet the turn here. I mean, honestly, Frederick bets the turn. Uh, Roman all moves in, and Frederick takes a lot of time to think and doesn't seem to have a plan for yeah. it. Almost like, oh, geez. Which, you know, I guess, you know, sometimes you're in a spot like that. No limit is, is like that. But with the stack sizes being what they are... He's got to know that that's going to happen. Maybe, maybe he thinks, like, I'm going to bet fold and then give himself a chance to, like, really think about it and decided to do it, maybe. I mean, it's good to take your time in these spots. Don't yeah, absolutely. Wrong. You should take your time in these he spots. Should. But, like, you know, some players are going to bet an insta-call because they're like, yeah, 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 obviously I'm calling here. Yep. You know. Well... Not that time, but hey, fifth place. Congrats for that. Fifth place, really good. Yeah.